Welcome back to It's Technically Romance, Season 2, <laughs> where we take a look at Hallmark movies from our two different perspectives, mine being the Hopeless Romantic, where I touch on all things romance, chemistry, sparks. And mine being the Cynical Cinephile, where I touch on everything cynical and cinephilish uh <laughs> camera work lighting editing all that stuff that you all come to me and, and love basically yes and we are kicking off countdown to christmas it's crazy i can't believe it's here like this is it's kind of crazy right now it's kind of crazy we just got finished watching the first one yes the first premiere of countdown to christmas which was you me and the christmas trees great title Excellent title, very cute, very apropos, mm -hmm. because it is about them and the Christmas trees. <laughs> yes, it, it is about them and the Christmas trees. Um, a great title and really a, a great way to kick things off. I mean, we have Hallmark alum Danica McKellar. Yes, uh, she plays Olivia, and then we have Benjamin Ayers as Jack. Mm -hmm. And we loved Benjamin in Cranberry Christmas from last year with Nikki Deloach. He's quickly becoming one of my favorites. He's he's in my my top probably my top ten right now. Yeah, he really was excellent with the the drama in Cranberry last. Oh yeah, year. we felt it. And then really brought the comedy in in this one. Yeah, he had me he had me laughing in this one. He had me laughing in this one. So he's he's climbing up the ranks. So, Stephanie, as we do... Yes, Hamilton. As we do, is this a movie that you would watch again now that it's the season? Is this the movie that you would watch while you're baking cookies, stirring your cocoa? Or is this a movie that you just don't want to watch ever again, even in the background? Well, I would watch this movie again mm -hmm. while stirring my cocoa. <laughs> And baking. It wouldn't be on the background because it, I would I would be fully watching it. But uh, yes, I would watch this one again. I thoroughly enjoyed this one. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm right there with you. I, I love this one. This was an excellent way to kickstart Countdown to Christmas this year. I think this might be the best Hallmark movie that they've started off the season with. Um, I'll have to go back and look at, you know, past movies. Yeah, those are, those are some big words there. But I mean, it was... It was really just executed extremely well. Uh, and I'm going to go out on a limb, a Christmas limb, and, and say that uh, I think this is Danica's best movie. I would concur. This movie was adorable. Yeah. It was super cute. And I loved these two together. Yeah. they The chemistry was great. And, and Danica, you know, she's, she's a smart lady. I believe she is a mathematician, a super intelligent mathematician. And so this role just seemed to fit her like a glove. Yeah, but she also was super laid back. Uh, I just loved it. Everything just felt so natural mm -hmm. uh, with their chemistry and just who she was like in that character. Like yeah. this felt like she was very comfortable in this role. Yeah, no, she she definitely was, and it definitely showed through. And also, you know, we say this all the time. It looked like they were both having fun. It looked like everyone on the set was having fun. Just a great way to start it off. And I'm I'm super excited for the rest of Countdown to Christmas. This got this got me hyped. I know I am hyped. I forgot how much. I mean, I didn't forget, but 
It's been a, a minute since we've watched the Christmas movies, yeah. obviously. And this, I just, it just brought everything back. And I was like, I'm so ready for Christmas. <laughs> I mean, it made me want to put the tree up. Like I it, know. We're surrounded by Halloween decorations right now. And, and I, for the record, we have great Halloween decorations. We do. And Hamilton is probably the biggest lover of Halloween that I've ever known. So for him to say that he wants the Christmas tree up before Halloween, man, you've come a long way. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I've I've been enchanted. Hallmark has changed you. Hallmark has changed me. For the better, I hope. For the better. Um, but no, this this was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. And let's go ahead and jump right into it. Why don't you give us your world-renowned plot summaries of you, me, and the Christmas trees. Yes, I'm waiting. I'm still waiting for the award. You told me that I won some sort of award. It's coming. For my plot summaries. It's coming. That award's coming. They're, they're working on your, your plaque right now. It takes time to etch it. Um, it's a busy time for plot summary <laughs> awards right now, I guess. <laughs> Olivia is an evergreen expert sent in to help with Jack's Christmas tree farm mystery of the dying trees. With a little bit of science and a little bit of Christmas magic, they <laughs> save the trees and in the process, fall in love. That's really good. That's really good. Uh, I'm going to push back on the Christmas magic, though. There was no Christmas magic. There's no magic in this one. Uh, there's, no, there's no Santa Claus. In there's this one. always Christmas magic. <sighs> I don't know. This was science. There was Christmas science in this There one. was science, but there also was a little magic nudging her along. <sighs> we'll we'll talk about. It. I'll tell you where the where the magic comes in. All right, tell me where the magic. Maybe is. every time Olivia and Jack were on screen together. That's the Christmas magic. Okay. But yes, that was a wonderful summary. And it was really a neat a neat film in the fact that, you know, we haven't obviously seen something like this before where we have a a Christmas tree expert, you know, heavily scienced up. Um, I just wanted to applaud the film and the, the director of the film. David Wenning is the director. Mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to you know, applaud him as well as the, the costume designer uh, for not having uh, Danica in a lab coat. Like, I don't think ever. Usually in these types of movies, you know, you say scientist and automatically it's a white lab coat and it looks really cheesy and just sort of staged. So thank you for having her in normal clothes for most of the movie. I think she has almost like a, a coat, a kind of a gray coat when she's back in her, her lab. Um, but for the most part, they didn't do that sort of cheesy lab coat thing. So thank you very much for not doing that. Yeah. I mean, she is mostly, I guess, outside with the mm -hmm. trees. So they could have easily had her in a lab coat, like inspecting like the, the pine needles and stuff. They did not do that. So good choice on you. Not very Christmassy, a lab coat. So yeah, so Olivia, she is a evergreen expert, chemist, Christmas tree chemist, mm -hmm. if you will. Basically, she describes herself as a woman who always has pine needles in her hair. They mentioned that a few times. Yeah. A few times. <laughs> She's always picking things out of her hair. And dirt under her nails, apparently, which yeah. is just a travesty. And, you know, I, I really did love this plot with the, we haven't seen a, a Christmas tree farmer in a minute. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Jack has this, he works on this 100-year-old family farm uh, that's been passed down to him. And he's worried because the trees are dying. So he needs to call in the expert. As one does in the situation. Yes. And lucky, lucky for Jack that Danica McKellar is right down the road, only an hour away 
at the University of Connecticut. You know, she is the, the Christmas tree whisperer, they call her. Also, doubly, doubly? Doubly lucky, luckily for Jack. You got it. Yeah, I got that. Uh, for Jack, she doesn't want to go home to her mom for Christmas, so she is willing to do anything in her power to avoid that. And so she is available to, to pop down to see the Christmas trees. Oh, she's available, all right, because apparently she was supposed to get married. They just kind of like threw that in there. <laughs> they really, they felt like a weird plot point to me. It was very like, they're gone, like, oh yeah, I, we, I canceled a wedding, you know, no big deal. So cue meet cute. As she is driving into town to save the trees, we find Jack and Olivia in a Christmas roundabout. <laughs> Christmas roundabout. I think this might be the first Hallmark roundabout I've seen. And just real, real quick technical aspect here. This, as much as I love this film, this might be the worst like car accident scenario, the sequence that, I, that I've ever seen. I mean, we have this weird, weird cuts and a weird cut to like skidding tires on ice. It's just, it looks like stock footage. I, I, it's just the oddest scenario I've seen. There has to be a better way to handle a car accident. We had the same thing in the uh, Tyler Hines one in the fall. We're just poorly done, cars hitting each other. We need to come up with a better solution. Well, I guess you don't really want to have a car accident. Right, so really write, write it out. damage these cars. Give, give me a better solution to this. Uh, but we do have a meet cute fender bender, mm -hmm. uh, or as Jack calls it, a love tap. <laughs> Which, Jack, I mean, I don't know if hitting someone from behind with your car should ever be considered love. No, no. Whether it is a tap. And I and I really wasn't sure if I was going to like this character because he immediately does not take any sort of blame, blames it on her. This man spills his coffee. Mm -hmm. This is all his fault. And yeah. he runs into the back of her car. Right. But fully tries to blame her. And yeah, I was not I was not a fan of that. No, thankfully that side of Jack we don't see throughout the rest of the film. Thank so goodness. Um but it was, you know, as far as meet cutes go, it was it was kind of cute. You know, I was sort of standard, nothing nothing to write home about, but nothing awful at all. So uh, Yeah, I thought it was cute because, you know, he's starts going on about, oh God, I gotta meet this uh, I was ready to say ghost whisper. <laughs> ghost whisper. Yes, we are still in Halloween technically, so that does make sense. I, um, maybe she talks to the spirit of the trees. <laughs> well, she does talk to trees. A tree ghost whisper. The you know he's going on about the the Christmas tree whisper and mm -hmm. uh, how he's not so convinced, you know, and she realizes that oh you're the guy that I'm supposed to be meeting. So I did like that when he realizes that it's her. It's kind of like, oh, foot in mouth right. sort of deal, uh, which was nice to see for Jack since he was being a bit of a- Curmudgeon. A bit of a, <laughs> a, bit of a Scrooge, if you will. So yeah, I, I enjoyed this meet cute. Yeah, no, I, I did too. I did too. Except for the fact that Jack seemed, was worrying me. It, it was worrying me because I didn't know if we were going to have another villain situation. We've had some male leads lately take on the villain role. Uh, thankfully, this was the only time in the movie where that happens because we have a real life villain in this film, like a Dr. Evil style villain in this film. Yes. And, you know, normally the villains don't ever really, they usually will have like an arc where they redeem themselves. No. And you realize they're not, because, you know, in a Hallmark movie, they're never really truly a villain. No. But Dwayne yeah. uh, is a true Hallmark villain. Yes. He is the competitor in town for the tree farm. 
who can't compete with Jack, because Jack is the bee's knees, obviously. And he resorts to, you know, some villainy, like hardcore villainy. Some I mean, good old fashioned poisoning. Some good old fashioned poisoning to the point where he actually has henchmen. Like Dwayne is the real deal villain here, people. And I'm here for it. And the fact that he is, you know, the co-star of Danica's from the Wonder Years, even better. I mean, we have a scene where this man kicks a box of decorations to prove a point. <laughs> like just a nice little detail like that. Uh, Dwayne, I'm here for. I want more movies with, with Dwayne in it. I would like a sequel where Dwayne doesn't even redeem himself. He just goes on more villainy sprees throughout Christmas. Poisoning more trees. Poisoning more trees. The next movie we see with the tree farm, <laughs> if we see any trees with dead leaves on it, we'll know, we'll know who Dwayne did it. Dwayne was here. Uh, but yes, played by Jason Hervey. Dwayne was great. I wish there was more of Dwayne. Yeah, in I feel the like movie. we we got a little bit in the intro, and as soon as you see him, you're like, oh, he's definitely he's the guy. And we <laughs> we got him in the end. But anytime he was on screen, just a real delight. Like I I loved it. That sort of cartoon villainy. I'm here for just a lot of fun. Yeah, and I you know we went live on Instagram before the movie, and you know you found out that I had never seen The Wonder Years, mm. which mm. you know so I didn't you know, have the excitement of seeing these two together again. So how did that make you feel that was since great. you were a fan? Oh, it was awesome. I mean, I, I love it when, you know, we kind of have these uh, reunited co-stars together from from a TV series that I grew up with. Um, just a lot of fun. So that was that was really neat to see. And, and he brought it. He brought it hardcore. I, I loved it. I loved it. But let, let me talk real quick because um, there's some technical issues that happened in the beginning of this film that that worried me. So one of the one of the first ones that I want to bring up is is the editing. Again, we have some issues with editing again. And this has been a worrying trend that I've seen in some recent films. So I don't know if Hallmark is using a new editor or a new editing group or or what have you, but there's been a lot of super quick cuts and cuts where they're breaking the 180 rule. And for those of you that don't know, I'm not gonna go into you know a lecture here, but there is this thing called the 180 rule where you basically don't cross an invisible line when you're filming actors. They cross the line multiple times in this film and it's very jarring. Did you, Were you jarred at all when you saw this? Uh, no, I was not. You, you weren't jarred? There was no jarring response? No jarring. I do not remember, I do not recall being jarred. All right, what, what about? Because I, I felt like jam. I was jarred so much. <laughs> what about with the the FaceTime kind of close-ups they did on them? Okay, that was a, a little, little jarred. A little strawberry jam right I there? I wouldn't say I was jarred, but I was like, that's different. Okay, and the reason why that is, is because there's another rule in filmmaking where you never have an actor stare directly into a camera because it, it breaks that that movie magic where you don't realize you're watching a film. As soon as you see an actor lock eyes with you, it immediately takes you out of the movie. And that's what we have with like these these close-ups of the actors. I don't actors. know, I kind of like it. <laughs> so we, you're the only person. That's what we if have. If it's Benjamin Ayers locking <laughs> eyes with me, I'm okay with it. It's the only time that you're not supposed to do this because it just, it takes you out of the film. You realize you're watching a movie. It breaks that illusion. And they do this when they're doing the FaceTime stuff. And it was just so weird to me. Like the mom and Danica, just unnecessary in my opinion. Well, it seems like you don't like phones at all. You don't you don't like when we have the the text bubbles. Nope, nope. You don't like the FaceTiming. Nope. Get it out of here. I mean, I don't how would you suggest write they... letters? Long, long letters to each <laughs> send, other. Send out some pigeons. Some pigeons, some carrier pigeons. 
Uh, there's there has to be ways around this. Some Harry Potter owls. Let's do it. I mean, this this was not the solution. I think they should have gone with, unfortunately, um, and just very jarring to me. I mean, it was like two seconds of the movie. It didn't really bother me, yeah. but I felt like I was probably the only one that was just like ah. But yeah, Mister Mister Cynical Cinephile, it got him. <laughs> so well, these are the things that keep him up at night. It's true. <laughs> so. You know, despite the little kerfuffle uh, at the meet cute, Jack soon shows himself to be a man after my own heart. I mean, what a guy. What a guy. But why know? isn't he married? Do we? Does he have like a dead wife somewhere? Like what is going on here? He not. No, he doesn't. I think he's just so consumed with his trees, with the business, because he's so consumed with mm-hmm. trying to carry on his dad's business you know he promised his dad that that he would keep the business and wouldn't change anything mm-hmm. so it seems like he's married to the trees uh that, that's and- beautiful married <laughs> to the trees i mean he does have this line and there's a few quotable lines in this film so you know props to the the screenwriter yeah julie sherman wolf wrote this movie um and we are fans of hers she wrote one royal holiday which oh, is yeah. great taking a shot at love oh uh which i know i know what you're thinking I, if he, she sees my face light up because <laughs> there's a scene in okay we, we won't we'll, we'll save it for later because it's towards the end of the film it's, it makes sense now it makes total sense uh and she also wrote the upcoming movie that we are excited about dickens of a holiday man so. I'm, yeah this i'm hyped now i'm extra hyped for that but yes so there's a line where he says my life's purpose is to bring joy to families every christmas and so that's why he, I guess he's he's a single single. He's a bachelor. He's a tree bachelor. Um, and another line uh, that was great was, which I might you know hand embroider this. First, we cocoa. That was a great line. <laughs> that I mean, that was a great line. Um, and by the way, talk about stage decor at that end. Like that, that in beautiful on the outside, beautiful on the inside. There's a level of, of Christmas here that I love, like just enough decorations to get you in the spirit, not enough to be like, where, where am I? This is unreal. No, I think Hallmark realized, you know, maybe we go a little overboard <laughs> sometimes, uh, which I'm all for because I know that I, I can, maybe some people might think that I go overboard for Christmas, but I don't think, I think it's just right. <laughs> I mean, I might even say I could add just a smidge more. But uh, yes, the the decorations in this movie were very tasteful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just just enough to get that nice bokeh when you have those those close ups on them with the shallow depth of field there. Yeah, but when a man loves Coco, I mean, I, I was just like, I, I like this guy. Yeah, and he he's a Coco connoisseur. Yes, uh, and has no problem with getting all up in the Coco. <laughs> Yes, he has no problem with that. There's that funny scene where he gets the whipped cream all over his face is, is what I'm talking about. And I I love a good whipped cream all over the face scene. Uh, I don't. I actually do. I don't like those scenes. No, but hear me out. So the only scene that I've ever liked that is with, I forget what the movie, but the kid just goes to town with the whipped cream on his face. And it was just so ridiculous. I love that. It was picture a perfect Christmas, oh I God. believe. Ridiculous. Uh, this was really funny. I thought they did this really well because he's like, oh, is it here? And he's like hitting every spot but it. Like he did it on purpose. Just really great. And then also uh, Benjamin made a funny comment when he was tweeting. He's like, oh, I do my own stunts. Like just great. So awesome scene. 
uh, perform very well. And really, there's a nice scene also when he's going, when Danica is going up to her room, they do like a little cheers to each other. That's the first little little spark we get of them. A little spark, and it just keeps burning. Yes, it does. We have no slow burning embers here. No, I I honestly loved every scene that they were in together. Yeah. Like I just wanted more. Like sometimes in these movies, even though they are romances, I feel like the leads. I feel like the leads don't sometimes get a lot of screen time together. Yeah, that happens. Depending on the storyline. Super so, weird when that happens. Yeah, it does. I know. So I loved that they were together like all the mm. time in this movie. And I, I felt like they were just the cutest. Yeah. All of their interactions, the chemistry, the little looks, the smiles. Uh, I don't know about you, but I felt like possibly there was a good bit of ad-libbing maybe in this movie, just of how comfortable they felt with each other. It just felt very genuine to me. Yeah, it did. I, I mean, it's so hard to tell about the ad-libbing thing. Um, my guess is probably yes. Uh, Obviously great writing. Right. But but it seems like they're having fun. And when they have fun, they like to ad-lib. Yes, I, I, I think so. But I, I will also say, you know, there wasn't a lot of business. We don't have, you know, charts and graphs about the tree farm business. We don't have that. Thankfully, I mean, there was this this theme of, of saving the trees, obviously, but they don't go into like the nitty gritty. There's no business meetings to kind of distract. We have a, a movie centered around these two people and their connection and their relationship to their parents as well and family and tradition. Um, and the business is, is well out of here, which is awesome because like you, I was getting like a little tired of it. We had some, you know, microscopes. Microscopes. There were, you know, well, business. That was her business. The science. the science. So science was the business. Yes. Yeah. So apparently we're okay with science, but not so much like <laughs> corporate business. Uh, well, it was interesting. I mean, when she threw the Alka-Seltzer in the trees, I was, <laughs> I was interested in that. I wanted to see the reaction. You know, and it was very funny to me because I had watched some of the Facebook Live with Danica, Benjamin, and Jason. Mm -hmm. And Danica said that she made sure that everything was accurate with the science. Thank goodness. So even stuff that we couldn't even see, I think she mentioned something about like the bark of the tree wasn't right. Like there was actual tree bark that she was looking at in the microscope mm -hmm. and she had to, she wanted to make sure that the, the bark would have been the right color, even though we couldn't even see it. Yeah, that's awesome. That's how dedicated she was to making sure everything was accurate. So as I was watching it, I just, I appreciated it that much more. No, that, that's fantastic because again, how many times do we say this? It's the little details in this film and that's a huge detail. And I'm sure there's a, a tree expert out there applauding that and so it's it's great to see because that makes the film more real that makes the film just feel awesome yeah because i thought the alka-seltzer was a bit out there but uh, i guess it's it's science it's uh it was it, you know maybe there is tree alka-seltzer out there <laughs> i mean i yes I, I i guess so i guess so one scene i do have to talk about is the eternal sunshine of the spotless mind scene. You called this out immediately. Like immediately, as soon as you saw this, you're like, eternal sunshine. Yeah. Uh, it was giving me big eternal sunshine vibes. Mm. If you've never seen that movie and you don't know what we're talking about, it's a little it's a little wacky. It's a little out there. It's, it's a rom-drom. I wouldn't call it a rom-com. It's a rom-drom. <laughs> yeah. It's not a Hallmark movie no. uh, by any means, but there is romance. 
And uh, there is a scene where the two leads are laying down on the mm-hmm. ice with their heads very close to each other, right. much like in this movie. So uh, not only did I love that whole scenic view of them, I loved the whole scene in general. I loved yeah. the conversation. I loved that we're getting to see Olivia's character actually getting to enjoy Christmas time, which to me made me so sad that she's an a Christmas tree expert, but she hasn't really gotten to have like a a normal family Christmas, you know, just a good old fashioned Hallmark Christmas. So this was really nice to see her getting to have a little fun. And then, you know, them talking about the whole meaning of of his business and why right. it, it matters to him so much. And he he says some line about it's something about how so simple something so simple as a tree can make people so happy. Yeah. And I was just like, that's so true because man, when we have that Christmas tree up in our house, like it just it, yeah, it's incredible. It is crazy that a tree can bring so much joy and light into your home. Yep. Yes, that that scene was beautifully. It was beautifully shot too, which was which was awesome to see uh, because there wasn't you know in these Hallmark films you really don't have these sort of artsy shots at all. Sometimes you do, and it looks really nice. And this was I felt like one of those artsy scenes. And also the DP I think did some some shots where it's called dirtying the frame a little bit, where you'll have like a foreground element that kind of literally dirties the frame and creeps a lot creates a lot of depth in the scene. And there's a few moments with that with. Christmas tree branches, obviously, for this film. Little moments like that made it really nice, and this was just beautiful to see. And there's also in this scene specifically, I think this was probably the the best scene in the film, like you're saying. Yeah. Where uh, Jack is like looking up into the sky, snow is starting to fall. It's like a night scene, beautiful, and he starts talking, and it's it's lovely. It's just a really lovely shot scene. Yeah, that probably is my favorite scene of the movie, mm-hmm. and. It just, it was just sort of like, and to me, it, this is pretty early on in the movie, but I, you really feel the connection that they're building like right from the start. Sometimes that doesn't work when yeah. they like make the the leads like, like feeling like they're falling in love right from the, from the beginning. But I, I bought it the, the whole was way through. Yeah. I was there for it. And, you know, speaking of that scene specifically, both of the, the actors, you know, again, on Twitter tonight, we're talking about how hard that scene was to shoot because they were freezing. Apparently, they were like lying on ice sheets. And so that cold that they're feeling is real cold, which made it a real scene. So I love the dedication there. Just really beautiful. Which is probably the only time they were actually cold in the whole movie. Probably. Uh, probably. But yes, well, very well done. Yeah. Can we can we talk about the cider house in, in this film? Because I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan of Jack's uh, best friend who runs the cidery. And I'm a big fan of the fact that they had a cocktail competition. That's something I don't think we've seen before. Uh, so they're playing up that that whole you know scene of her with her beakers and throwing pine needles and making her drink. Just great. I was I was loving. We didn't have you know the traditional snowman building competition. We had a a cocktail competition. A Christmas cocktail contest. Yeah. Yes, very clever. I I really did love that. And yes, I loved Kelly. And Elliot. Yeah. Uh, and they were played by Amanda Lissman and Billy Wickman. Again, we, you know, we bring up a lot of the same points in our episodes, but they're the points that matter to us. Yeah. So 
the friendships. When we can tell if it works or it doesn't, this worked so wonderfully. Mm-hmm. I loved this friendship. The dynamic between all of them was just great. And... Yeah, the cocktail contest was great. My only thing was I felt like they weren't, there was no sense of urgency. Like I was like, isn't this a contest? Aren't they timed? They (laughs) were talking, getting to know each other. I mean, as wonderful as that was, I was like, what are you guys doing? Like this is a competition. Like they were just taking their time. Uh, So that was my only thing. Is a contest that's timed and they're just... You know, this is not the great British baking show. I mean, these people, they can relax. They're having cocktails. They're mingling. I mean, this is not, you know. I don't know. You you say contest, a timed contest at that. I mean, (laughs) no time for chitter chatter. Like, (laughs) I need to focus. Oh, man. I guess Olivia is just that good. She just like already knew what she was going to do. So, you know, she's good at multitasking. Oh, she's an alchemist. She's definitely an alchemist. She, the way she took off those pine needles and she had her mortar and pestle. Which, like, is, which was a bit of cheating. It was a slight cheating. It was on, on the table. Part. It was on the table, Stephanie. I know. <laughs> I guess they have to look a little further into the fine print on the details if that was actually qualified Mm -hmm. but that was a very fun scene and yes they i really felt like they had a lot of fun making this movie and in turn we had a lot of fun watching it no for real yeah i mean the other scenes they were in were just fantastic these are kind of just our our favorite ones um you know we have a baking montage which you know was okay for me i mean you know we've seen it before it you know it was a fine montage Kind of weird that they didn't have Christmas tree cookie cutters. I don't know if I buy that. Other than that, you know, it was was fine. One thing I really loved was that we get a a conversation between Jack and Olivia that usually would come at the end of the movie. Yeah. When they're talking about their relationship, they're basically admitting that they're into each other. They are you know talking about the logistics of like how this would work out i live an hour away and this is like mid movie and so i'm just like this is crazy this usually doesn't happen till the very end so i really loved that you know they figured it out very early on so uh and then of course we get that before ending kiss which it wasn't a it wasn't a great kiss. Oh, it was tender. It was a it was, tender first kiss. I liked it. I was there for that kiss. It was. I mean, for a first kiss, it was tender. It was like a you know like a like a tender, intimate. Like I, I'm glad this is working out. I love you. Let's let's make this work. Well, I don't. I, they weren't throwing around the L word. No, but yet. they were thinking it. But I mean, they weren't the the holding hands to me. I thought was sweeter than the yeah. actual okay. kiss. But. I did love that whole scene and that we were getting that conversation very early on. Yeah. And, you know, for me, it was weird because apparently an hour away is a deal breaker for her. That's really not that bad. And obviously, Jack has a great line where he says, we've solved every other problem. We'll figure this one out, too. An hour away is not a huge problem. Um, But apparently in this area, it's, it's just a deal breaker. I mean, Olivia, are there no good... Christmas tree podcast that you can listen to for your hour drive to make it easier. I mean, I'm sure there's some like sciencey tree podcast somewhere. I'm sure. I'm sure. Yeah. We, I'm sure she has one. I'm sure she even runs one. She can listen to herself. We we're, we need to talk about my favorite, not my favorite scene, but my favorite small moment in this film, which is the Christmas tree. First of all, you know, obviously she solves everything with her Alka-Seltzer, which is awesome to see. I mean, she's the the ghost Christmas tree. The ghost Christmas tree whisperer. And so, 
you know, everything's happy at the Christmas tree farm. The people, oh, and by the way, shout out to the people of this town waiting for their tree to get it from Jack. I mean, that is brand loyalty you don't see in this day and age. Fantastic. That warmed my heart yeah. so much that they were like, you know what? This tree is dead, but still keep my money. And you can return <laughs> Christmas trees? When in what in what world can you return a Christmas tree? I love it. Love it. Uh, so someone's buying the tree and Olivia walks, you know, the person to their truck and she, like, I'm laughing just thinking about it. She's sending them off with the Alka-Seltzer. Yeah, sending them off with the Alka-Seltzer. And she like pats the tree and says, good luck, buddy. What is it? What is- good luck, big okay. guy. And she says, good luck, big guy. And immediately, immediately I turn to Stephanie and we just say, go get him, Coop. <laughs> it is, it is so good because- that was our favorite line from Taking a Shot at Love. And it's hilarious to me that we have the same writer throwing that same kind of line in this film. Just chef kiss. Yes. We did not know that it was the same writer at the time. But now that we do, it, it is makes very perfect funny. sense. <laughs> yes. It was reminiscent to Go Get Him Coop. And it wasn't reminiscent. It was exactly it was <laughs> the same. <laughs> yes. We were here for, you know, we talk about how, you know, Hallmark movies can have a bit of the cheese factor to yeah. it. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. This is the kind of cheese that I love. I do. And I, I wish, and maybe we can try and break it down on, on one podcast session where we kind of figure out what is that magic cheese where it's funny and not painful. You know, how how do you balance that? And this movie you know, did did well with that, I, I feel like. And, you know, Jack, his character was really funny. They had he had some great moments. You know, I wasn't expecting to laugh in this movie. I laughed. I genuinely laughed. And um it was just great. I, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm excited. Like I want to go back and watch this movie to <laughs> to see what see what I missed. Um just really well done. But you know, as per as per always. Per huge. As per huge. Uh, we have our conflict, which it's, I mean, uh, I don't, I don't even, you take it away. I can't even talk about it. Right now. I didn't mind this conflict. And I thought we actually get a really great line, uh, with the conflict. She keeps bringing up that she wants or thinks that Jack should expand the farm. The whole film she's talking yeah, about. Yeah. To different, you know, bushes, uh, <laughs> I know you have Christmas trees. What about bushes? Have you ever thought about bushes? To some azaleas, which apparently Jack is just not a fan of. He's not an azalea fan. Um, what azalea bush hurt him as a child that he doesn't want to Well, by the way, uh, BT dubs, azaleas are very toxic to animals. Yes. We, so, we just found this out. I mean, that could be maybe one of his reasonings. I didn't see Jack had a dog or he has an invisible anything, dog but that he doesn't if want he ever to did get one you okay. know so she brings this up once again when they before they know that Dwayne is behind all of this and how do you not know that Dwayne is behind all this i mean he even yeah we're just like screaming at the tv at them it's Dwayne. oh my god but he doesn't want to hear it you know no. after they have the big christmas tree up in the town square and they think they've saved the day it's you know, dying once again, right. whatever could be wrong. <laughs> Certainly and not doing it. So she's like, once again, but what about the azaleas? Come on, maybe just throw throw in a few azaleas in, in, in on the farm. And Jack's not having it. No. Azaleas, 
be gone. No. So she says this wonderful line, and I'm joking around, but this line is actually excellent. And I felt that. Uh, she says, you don't want me to say how I feel. You just want me to say what you want to hear. Ooh, I, yeah, I remember that one. That, that one. that one stung a little bit. And I was like, whoa, like it took me a minute to like process it. And I was just like, wow, that's, that's some truth right there. Yeah. And it's true. And I, I thought that, so I didn't really mind the conflict because I thought we got a great scene there and uh, a great line. And it, it makes sense. Like she, she's upset, I think, because she thought, you know, she had saved the day. Right. And he's upset for the same reasons, but he's still just so stuck in his ways and of like wanting to not change anything because, you know, I guess he thinks his dad would would be upset. Yeah. If I, he if he added azalea bushes. I'm I'm glad it didn't bother you. It it still bothers me. I mean, it just felt like they kind of threw it in there. Um yes, she they had sprinkled it in from the very beginning. So I, I do appreciate that, obviously. I just, I don't like it. It just, it throws off the movie for me. I don't, I don't think you need that. I think you have that conversation with your line and then they're like, okay, you're right. And then they done, you know, they work it out Yeah, right there in that scene. It also felt a bit like a little maybe self-sabotage too. Like they know what a good thing this could be and maybe they're a little scared. So the fight seemed maybe a little more dramatic than it should have been. Because, you know, they, they're they probably, like I said, trying to just self-sabotage and just in case things go wrong to stop it before oh, it even starts. Man, that's smart. I don't know. Oh, that's really good. Thank you. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that that's one. From, that's from your romance expert over here. So, <laughs> I'll give you, you that know. one because this movie has done a lot of smart things. So I will... I will gladly give you that one. Thank you. Um, and we also, because of that, we get a chance for her, for um, Olivia to reconnect with her, her mom and her parents. Uh, there's a scene earlier in the film where he's talking to Jack's mom and she's kind of talking about her parents. And the mom says, uh, Jack's mom, this is, says to her, you can't expect your parents to solve a problem that they don't even know they have. I mean, that hit home. That's another great line. And again, shout out to to the screenwriter here because we're getting some zingers. We're getting some zingers. And just really, really lovely. And obviously she reconnects with her mom. A great scene, even with the dad there too at the coffee house. I love that. I was I was there for that. Yeah, I loved it. I mean, how relatable is that though? I mean, you know, I feel like a lot of people can relate to that, you know, things like with their parents, you know, you don't want conflict and you keep things inside, even though you, you know, we should make that more normalized of just having conversations, mm -hmm. sharing your feelings, what makes you comfortable or what, what, you know, her whole thing was that she wasn't enjoying her Christmases with them because it wasn't what she wanted. Right. And that's just heartbreaking. So I do love that she actually opens up to them and tells them what kind of Christmases she really wants. And yeah, because otherwise they, they didn't they know don't know. That. They don't yeah. know. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. Exactly. So just a really nice scene, a great line. And yeah, I mean that, you know, I feel like we get a lot of wisdom from the moms in these movies and we had some wisdom from, from Jack's mama multiple times. So uh, just a shout out to Linda Darlow for really embodying a, a great motherly character for Jack. Uh, very believable and just very well done. Yes. Uh, the whole cast was great. Uh, casting was by Jackie Lynn. We've seen her name a ton in, in Hallmark, and I feel like her casting is always spot on. So, so yeah, I just it really I makes love a difference. this whole cast. It makes a sure. huge difference. Yeah. So 
I haven't talked about it yet. It's, it's my fault. I got swept up in the pine needles. Lighting. Lighting, lighting, lighting. Oh, wow. I know. You haven't brought up lighting? I know. It's crazy. The first Christmas movie? I'm saving the best for last. So They've all been waiting. They have. It's not my style, but it was done well. That, that's, that's what I'm going to say. It, again, we have this sort of you know kind of high-key lighting where we don't have hardly any sort of shadows on their faces just everything's just kind of blown out a little bit and that's you know that, that's fine because that's a certain style a certain aesthetic that they're pushing for it's not one that i'm a huge fan of but it, it's one that works for these types of films and so i'm not going to knock it because they did that style well if they hadn't done that style well i would call it out but it's just it wasn't for me yeah there was nothing that like stood out to me so because you can tell you can tell when there's bad light no i yes i can so I mean, I'd say it was fine for me because it, it, I never like noticed anything yeah. that seemed out of the ordinary. No, it, it felt it felt good for what they were trying to do. So, and you know, for our first Christmas movie, I thought the snow, I thought the snow was done done well. We yeah. usually talk about if it's just like super fake looking or you know, like how real it looks. And I never was like, oh my gosh, look at the fake snow. Mm. I think we well, obviously. <laughs> I was going to say, I think we had some CGI snowfall. Did we? Uh, Did we? Uh, we have a green we screen absolutely situation? had some CGI snowfall. It was not snowing in September. I don't know when they filmed this. but uh, Last week is when they filmed this movie. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I, I appreciated the, the snow realness. Yeah, I mean, again, uh, set dressing, just stage design, just great job. Um, there's there's one thing I will point out since you brought the snow. I wasn't going to bring it up, but I will. I mean, we have to. It's the first Christmas yeah. movie. There's an outdoor shot of the end, which again looks beautiful. Uh, there's snow on the ground. And then there's also like wetness on the pavement to make it look like snow is melting on the front. On the side shot of that, that house, it's completely dry. <laughs> so that's the only thing where I was like, that's so weird. It's just a small, minute detail. That's just that afternoon sun. It's just, just it melted shy. all the snow just on that side. Completely dry. It's yeah. one of those freak snow showers where you just get half the house. <laughs> so I really enjoy the ending of yep. this movie. I do too. Uh, my one little kind of like head scratcher moment was that of all of, of Olivia's uh, science smarts and sciencing of all of the, the DNA. The DNA. Sequencing she, dino DNA. She couldn't detect and identify herbicide? She weed, didn't, she didn't have killer? She didn't have chance to, all right? She didn't have her instruments. I will back this up. She didn't have her instruments there. She didn't take samples. She didn't sequence any DNA yet. It was just observation. And maybe she should have known. Maybe. I'm not sure. I'm not a tree scientist yet. But I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt that she was under a lot of stress and she didn't sequence She was falling in love. She had a lot on her plate. Even it is a little She weird, had though. one job it was is. to figure out <laughs> what true. was killing the trees, but she put love before it. So, because yeah. she could have gone back to her lab, but she chose to stay with Jack, which I completely <laughs> understand, girl. Well, but, they, they almost lost the craft fair because of that decision. What a, what a world. I know. Um, but we also get, which... Correct me if I'm wrong. I'm maybe there have been maybe this has happened in Hallmarks before, but we get an arrest. There's like <laughs> yeah. someone walked away and aunt is he do they do they handcuff him? Uh Dwayne. And rightfully so. Oh yeah. <laughs> is is taken away by the policeman for his his evil ways. Yes. Dwayne Colson, ornament kicker, was was taken taken away. A tree killer. 
tree. Yes, the tree killing. Too, but I the mean, ornament box kicking is what I take offense to. And what about it? What about the killing it, of all of the trees? What about his henchmen? I think they were twins. They look so similar. Like it was, it was literally like a cartoon scene with those henchmen. Like, beautiful. and this is where the Christmas magic comes in, dear, okay. because you know it just nudged her along. What are the odds that she would just so happen to be walking by his henchmen mm. as they're you know talking about Dwayne? I just, I think there was a little bit of Christmas magic sprinkled in there. She's literally doing the sprinkle motion right now. I am with my fingers. So maybe, you know, maybe that's all I'm going to say is, is I'm going to give you a maybe. On yeah. That. But it, it made for a great scene. Yes. Uh, you know, it was season two. I'm always talking about the kisses at the end. <laughs> I'm always like thinking, saying, man, I should come up with like a, a, a kissometer, some way to determine how exactly I feel about mm. the kisses. So, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to test them out. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to see what works, what doesn't. Okay. You just let me know how you feel about how you feel about it because i don't know i honestly don't know what you're going to say so i'm i'm on pins and needles as much as our audience is right so now. we're gonna maybe have like a fire fire reference okay so if the kiss is awful it's gonna be well i'll go backwards if the kiss is excellent right top notch best kiss top drawer yeah. i'm thinking like blazing inferno right okay like like nikki deloche and that's Andrew when i Walker. that's when like i get the the three songs it's blazing inferno. Sure. Yeah, that's like sweet autumn. Sweet kissing. autumn. Sweet autumn. And you know, if it's a it's a it's a good kiss, like really good, but you know, maybe I'm not getting the free songs. Right. It's just like sparks. I'm feeling the sparks. Okay. So. So blazing sparks. Sparks, and then if it's just nothing, yeah. not giving me anything, it's a, a wet campfire. Oh my god. <laughs> what do you think? Uh. Again, this is the first time I'm hearing this and I'm in love with this. So let, let's roll this out. How would you give, first of all, how would you give the before ending kiss with your new rating? Wet campfire. Totally disagree, but okay. That's a wet campfire. <laughs> but this ending kiss, yeah. I would definitely give it sparks. Sparks? Okay. Yeah, for sure. I got sparks there. So not full blazing inferno yet, but the sparks are there. You know, you rubbing the sticks together. Is that how you make fire? Um, so real quick though, be just to circle back are you talking about the kiss before because there's three kisses in the films essentially we have the before end then we have the end kiss where danica goes in and then you know we have the christmas tree and then we have them you know necking in the woods basically the first kiss before the makeout pan at the end i would say both sparks but i do think the first one at the end yeah when she goes in yeah uh there was a there's a slight bit of tongue there mm -hmm. so it was man do i need like a fourth option it was like in between Sparks and Blazing Inferno. Okay. I didn't get the the Blazing songs, Inferno. So you might need a you might it's need like a small a, fire. Okay. We'll say a small a small fire, sure. a small campfire. Okay, but not a, I not could a, roast some marshmallows on that fire. <laughs> I would say. Uh, I love this. This is great. Good. Good job. Um, yes, I would. I would agree. Except I'd like the tender one before it. Yeah. But yeah, guys, that's it was a tender wet campfire. Tender wet campfire. So, oh, goodness. After, right after a rain shower. <laughs> but yeah, guys, that is You, Me, and the Christmas Trees, our very first countdown to Christmas film of 2021 and our first movie for season two. And What a way to... They just came out swinging. It's awesome. Like I said, I really do think this is a f the best uh, starter for this. So great job. 
more like this. Super excited for the the others this weekend. We have the uh, Boyfriends of Ghost Christmas Past tomorrow. What is, what is that one called? Boyfriends of Christmas Past. Right. Which where... I keep calling it the boy, the Ghost of Boyfriends Past, but I'm thinking of the Matthew McConaughey yeah. movie. But it is similar in a way. So that one looks super cute. And then we have the Santa Stakeout on Sunday. With, with our boy, Paul Campbell. Yep. That one looks like a lot of fun. So... I'm excited for the rest this weekend. Um, obviously, we're going to have all these coming out for you guys next week. Super excited to continue doing this. We are ready. We are ready. So make sure you are following us on all of the mm -hmm. socials and wherever you listen to podcasts. Just make sure you're subscribed or follow uh, so you're alerted every time a new episode comes out. Yeah. But we are going to try to keep it on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday basis for now. We're going to try, yeah. And also, uh, please make sure to to rate us uh, if you can, because, again, that, that really helps us out a ton. And, again, I love hearing from you guys. We both do. So thank you so much for the, uh, the messages. Yes. So here we go. Countdown to Christmas. Let's get it. And I'm, yeah, I'm pumped after yeah. this first movie. So I'm super psyched too. Thank you as always for listening and supporting us and we will see you next week. Yep. See you guys. Thank you. Thanks.